0: Welcome to the Destination Imagination UK podcast. We take some time out to chat with folks around the world about Destination Imagination and bring you some of the best advice, insights and suggestions to help your team wherever you are.
1: Welcome to this week's podcast from Destination Imagination UK and this week we're going to be talking to Renee Rainville and she is in Qatar in Doha. Renee are you there?
0: Yes I am Jan thank you so much.
1: So Renee thank you so much for being on the podcast uh, with us this week. Yeah how are things going in Qatar at the moment Renee? So
0: basically, um, we're as you mentioned, we're getting ready for the Invitational Tournament, which is going to be held February 25th through 28th. Um, and we have uh, we're in the middle of registrations, and not only uh, international registrations, but also national registrations. As as uh, we get the countdown, now we have so teams are getting ready, getting their challenges ready, choosing their um, the materials, are using the solutions. So a lot of things going on right now.
1: And just for, especially um, for team managers who may be new to DI, and just to be clear really, who can go to the tournament in Qatar?
0: The invitational tournament is an initiative that was started by DI headquarters, I believe three years ago. This is the third invitational that's being run, and uh, the idea was set up so that any, any team participating in DI anywhere in the world can have a chance to go to an, uh, let's say, multicultural tournament. So as opposed to just participating in their tournament in their affiliate country, they have the chance to go to uh, another tournament in another country and potentially see teams not only from the country they're going to visit, in this case, Qatar, but they would also be able to see the teams flying in from other places. So basically any team that has a DI registered number with DI, a team number, uh, can can register to come to the tournament if they if they want.
1: OK, and since we're talking about it at the moment, um, can we tell any potential teams how they go about? How would you go about that, Renee? Would you go to your website or what?
0: So we do have a website that's set up for just information about the Invitational, uh, which is um, diq-invitational.strikingly.org. So if they go there, they can see all the information for, for the tournament, such as uh how to register, uh videos about the country, what we've been doing here, um, the lineup of the of the weekends, the tournaments, a four-day, four-day tournament. So what's going to happen while they're here, how are they participating, what hotel are they staying in, what kind of food are they going to be eating? So all of that information is on the website. And the actual registration takes place through Destination Imagination Headquarters. So the link goes from that same website. They they click the link there. That'll take them to a registration page at DI headquarters, where they can they can sign up themselves. The team manager can sign themselves up as well as their their team
1: members. Okay, so they don't need any special permissions as long as you've got your team number and uh, you fancy it. And I think obviously you can you can find the, the 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 registration fee in the airfares. You you're good to go.
0: That's pretty much it exactly. So the airfares are different from everywhere in the world. The costs yes. for the tournament themselves depend on the day you're flying in. So if you're flying in the day before the tournament starts, it's $550 per person for the nights that you're there, which basically would be five nights. And if you're flying in and you were staying six nights, it's $650. If you're staying seven nights, it's $750. So that's the package that includes room and board for the time that you're staying, uh transportation, from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel to the venue at any time. And it also includes one day trip out into Qatar. We have three different day trips, which they can also see on the website. Um, but we wanted to try and give them a chance to see a little bit of, uh, of Qatar and the culture uh, so that, you know what I mean, to make it a, a multicultural experience. That's that's the idea that we have behind it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're going to, to, to go to Qatar, you want to see it, don't you? You want to see a little bit... Of what's there, so so. To, I'm very curious. Are they day trips? Or are they? Did you say that you could go on?
0: That's right. There's three different day trips. Uh, one of them is a trip, basically to the let's say the historical side of Qatar. So. They'll go to the souk, which is a market, it's a, an old Arabic-style market, yeah. um, and that's very nice to walk through, there's vendors and restaurants, and it's, it's a nice place. And then right across from that is a, a mosque that they have here, which is called the Curly Mosque, even that's what we call it affectionately, because okay. it's got this lovely shell shape on the top, and um, it's lovely to visit inside. And then right across the street from there is the Museum of Islamic Arts. And uh, you can actually see what that looks like in the videos that are on the website, because that that particular building featured in our um, videos that we showed last year. It was actually a spaceship that took off.
1: <laughs> and
0: um, so they'll be able to go into the Museum of Islamic Arts, which is a gorgeous museum. And then from there they go on a dhow ride. So a dhow is a, a traditional fishing boat. <laughs> Uh, Qatar is a, traditionally a fishing community, and um, pearl diving was the, a big thing. And the dows were were the way they used to do it. So now the dows go out into the bay and they take them around for a little, you know, thirty minute ride, and then bring yeah. them back. So that's one of the, the days. Are are those four stops? Um, one of the other day trips is called Sheikhaniya, which is um, the our patron here in Qatar is Sheikh Faisal bin Qasim Al Thani. And he has the most amazing collection, uh, you know, museum collection that he has out in his, his farm. It's about 45 minutes outside of the city, but it's gorgeous. The museum is amazing. Things from all over the world. So, uh, one of the days the kids will go there and then there's a traditional majlis, which is, you know, it's a, um, it's a, area where the people here the arabic people get together and they talk and they have reunions they have food and stuff so they'll go to the majlis area they'll have uh some some nice food and then they'll visit the arabian horse farm which is right next door they'll also be able to see the oryx farm which is on the way so they'll be able to see a couple of different things out there by sheikhania so that's the second one and the third day trip is out into uh, the mangroves and the desert. So this one's for the more adventurous people who right. want to, yeah, <laughs> who want to go out and um, take a kayak ride through the mangroves, which is really, really fun. And then d- they'll do some leadership, uh, some team building leadership games. And then from there, they'll go out on a sort of, let's say a desert Safari Just for a little while, they'll have a, a picnic out in the desert, which is very cool. Uh, it's a very common thing to do here. People enjoy doing that. And, uh, and then they'll be brought back into the city. So those are the three options that we have for the day trips, which are going to be offered on the 23rd and the 24th, uh, because the days of the tournament themselves are very, very full. So there won't be really any time.
1: Oh, that sounds wonderful. If you just say the name of the website again, just in case people want to catch that, I'll put it in the show notes, but just say it again for me, Renee.
0: Absolutely. It's diq dot com. I think I said dot .org before, but it's dot .com.
1: Right. Okay. And I'll put that in um, my updates and in the show notes as well. And uh, as you say, if anyone's interested, go and have a look. And you can see what's on offer there. Um, So what other countries are teams coming from this year to to the invitational, Renee?
0: So right now we have teams registered from Morocco, Turkey, Poland, the USA, Mexico, UAE, Saudi Arabia, Jordan. And um, it looks like we just got an email today. It looks like uh, potentially South Korea and China.
1: Well, that's wonderful. So that's a, that would, for for the kids, that would be a really good time because they'll be mixing together, won't they? Eating together, working together. Have you got a, a main challenge for the tournament? Is there an additional challenge?
0: Yes, the, the teams that will be flying in. Um, as part of the invitational side of it, they're going to be presented with a, basically a, a very long instant challenge, which we call yeah. the extreme challenge. Okay. So they'll be the, the Friday. So Thursday night, they come in, they have the welcome ceremony. And then Friday morning, all of the invitational teams will come to uh, together in the, the venue QNCC, and we're going to offer them a one-and-a-half-hour workshop, and it's going to be an improv workshop. And then after that's done, the DI headquarters staff that are there to run the Extreme Challenge will present the Extreme Challenge to the teams, give them their box of materials, basically, and then the teams will have a space inside of the, the venue to sit down with their team for the rest of the day and solve the challenge using the materials in their box. And um, they'll present the solution that they've come up with the following day, which would be Saturday, the
1: 27th, in front of a
0: group of appraisers.
1: Brilliant. Okay, so you you can turn up in terms of of the challenge, it will be set when you're there, so they don't have to make things or carry things. They just turn up as a team, um, and you guys are going to take it from there. Yep.
0: that is correct the the teams that fly in they have the the opportunity to participate with their main challenge from di but that is completely optional it's if you want to most of the teams that fly in to one to the invitationals that want to participate it's usually they're they're part of the improv challenge where they don't have to carry things right so so they have that option if they want to
1: okay but i know what you're saying is also that they can road test um, their challenge as well and they can take it and, and they can do the challenge there as well if and, they
0: want to yeah
1: yeah lovely okay yeah. so you must be a very tired lady if you've got this <laughs> you're almost <laughs> there that's a lot of organizing
0: we're definitely almost there and uh yeah. it's I think that just the energy behind DI it keeps <laughs> all of us going you know I, I luckily I don't I don't do this alone. I have um, I have a team of 20 people that work with me between my challenge masters and uh, my ATDs and you know my regional directors. I have I have people that support the program and they're very passionate about what they're doing so that really helps we're all really we're very very excited about just the prospects and about welcoming the teams and also just about having a tournament this year one of the highlights is uh uh, we're going to have an expo this year and we're very excited because we have a lot of um businesses from here in Qatar that got excited Uh, but not only that we were able to get like names like uh Lego and Nestle and people people that uh Normally, you would uh, for a first-year expo, you you wouldn't have a chance to to bring them in. But no. because the message behind DI is so strong, um, yeah. this has really helped us. So, so I think the kids that are going to come are also going to really be able to enjoy enjoy that as well. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It may be tiring, but in the end, it's it's all worth it.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure it will be. and I'm going to look forward to seeing the pictures from it and the pictures. Will you be sharing videos on, will you be sharing them on your website, on DI Qatar or on Flickr where people can see what's happening?
0: They will, after the, after the tournament, we are going to post the, the videos that we show at opening and closing ceremony, which are, you know, the closing ceremony will have uh, the pictures and things from everywhere from all the different teams that participated. So, so they'll have a chance to see that afterwards right if you mean the invitational specifically
1: yeah yeah just so people can see see what it looked like at the end of the day you know because it all it all seems wonderful so renee you know i'm curious to know um how did you get involved how did you hear about di first of all because i'm making a point of asking everybody how how did you discover di
0: well, I was working in Mexico at the time, and I had someone come to me who was running DI in our in our school, mm. and she said, I want you to be an appraiser for Rising Stars, which are the youngest children from five to seven years old. And mm. I was like, okay, sure, yeah, I'm game for that. <laughs> and uh, I went, and I loved, I, fe- I fell in love with the whole concept of what DI is trying to Develop in in the students. So from there, I became a team manager. Uh, from a team manager, I stayed a team manager and became the school coordinator. And then um, I shadowed the affiliate director in Mexico. And then when I moved to Qatar, I became the affiliate director here in Qatar. In which at which time I learned how to be a challenge master and an appraiser for the for the actual challenges because that was the one thing I hadn't done yet. So. <laughs>
1: So you've been. So how long have you done it? Have you done undertaken that role in Qatar then?
0: Uh, this is my third season running DI in Qatar, and it's my ninth year working with DI.
1: So you you mentioned before that you had people helping you um, in Qatar. Uh, I think you said there were about twenty, which is quite quite a a good number of people. Are they? the appraisers or the team managers who who are the 20 the
0: 20 basically are myself and the co-affiliate director so my co-affiliate director is uh, um, Arab Arabic background so that's very helpful and um, then we have two regional directors who help that do the international schools and the Arabic schools yeah. And then under them, we have assistant training directors, we have four of those, and their job is to actually go out into the schools and help the team managers understand the program, give the teams and the team managers feedback, um, just, just sort of make sure that we have contact with the students themselves. Um, and then we have um, a social media coordinator, we have a volunteer coordinator. We have a program outreach coordinator because we run the program not only here in Qatar, but we're trying to reach out into the whole GCC region. So we have teams now from UAE, from Saudi Arabia, and we also run Jordan affiliate. So we're trying, we're trying to do that. And then uh, the rest of the people on my staff, we have a tournament coordinator who helps with the venue because the, the venue is actually quite large. And then um, we have our challenge masters. So we have one person who's in charge of each of the seven, actually nine challenges. If you count instant challenge, rising stars and score room, we, we have nine challenge masters. Um, so all of them sit together. Uh, we meet once a month and we just make sure that everyone is moving towards uh, the final goal, you know, the DI mission. That's yeah. That's, yeah. So it's nice. It's nice.
1: It, it sounds wonderful. It sounds like you've got a, a, an incredible team around you, um, but you're doing a lot because you're covering several countries, aren't you? So that that's a big task. <laughs> Was that a sigh? Okay, that just says <laughs> it all. <laughs> so what's it's a rewarding it, task. <laughs> I'm sure this. What's it like in that part of the world? I mean, in what ways? does DI fit with what's going on there educationally? How is it helping?
0: That's a great question. Um, Here in Qatar, the educational system is still very much focused on uh, the teacher teaching. So it's the the teacher at the front of the room, um, giving the knowledge, and the students taking notes. Uh, They do work with teamwork. That is something that they do have in the classrooms. Um, but let's say creative and independent thought are, are not, not as well-founded yet here. So there's a 2030 vision that they have here for education and for actually every sector of Qatar. Uh, to help with the growth, but the educational side of it, one of the focuses that they're really working on is that creative use of content and really getting uh, life skills developed in their students, especially the skill of... Sort of self motivation and just the wanting to take initiative to continue uh, bettering not only themselves but the the country that they're from. So DI has been very very nicely accepted by the educational um, ministry here. So they've they've really been behind us since the since the first year in in recognizing how the DI program actually helps them get to this this vision they have of. Of all students wanting to give back to their community, but through through their actions, not through giving money or anything, but but actually having an interest in how the country is growing. And so so yeah, so it fits in very nicely. Um, but language barriers have we've been able to translate all the materials into Arabic, so that's been that's been um, a huge huge help, I think.
1: So, Renee, you've got you've got this wonderful nine years worth of experience around the globe with DI. What what would you share with people about what you think destination imagination is about?
0: I think that this is a, it's a a, it's a loaded question with so many answers. But my experience here first in Mexico and here in Qatar with the Destination Imagination program, um, one of the messages that I wish could go out to everyone is that DI is definitely a program for every child. We my my passion is to develop children with every ability that they may have. So every differently abled child, whether it's a child who's um, exceeding academically or whether it's a child that's struggling academically or whether it's a child that has, you know, autism or Down syndrome, or whatever, um, I've worked with the whole span of students in my 20 plus years in education and every team I have used DI with every student has come out of it with a positive experience and they've gained skills that they didn't have before. And I think the main reason that that happens is because they're in a safe place. If the team manager can manage to establish a safe place for the team where they're really focusing on, respectful communication, and just helping them to understand their strengths and weaknesses and how each child brings something in, I think that that is the most rewarding part of DI. And I think it's a difficult thing. When people look at DI and they think, oh my gosh, these challenges are so complex and we have to bring in our best and brightest to do it. I think that that's a disservice to the many, many children who First off, maybe quieter, maybe they, they have the ability to do DI. Everyone does. Every single one of us deserves the chance to find mm-hmm. our creative center and to really be able to use all of our knowledge in a constructive, creative, innovative way. And um, so I think that that is my, the main thing that makes me passionate about DI
1: thank you for that thought that was really i'm sure that would be really helpful for people listening and the other group um of people i think i'm especially concerned to to support and get involved are those new team managers out there di is new to them they're not quite sure so i'm i'm making a point again of asking every guest are there any practical tips or hints i mean we've got we've got team managers who probably are are looking at this this roadmap this this guidebook document I don't know if you've got any thoughts about that <laughs>
0: um, as a new team manager I remember being a new team manager and, yeah. and I remember the first year just sort of receiving all the materials and thinking okay well I've got a group of kids I'm a teacher uh, I know how to I know how to get kids to work together in a team so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with that. And each year as I progressed with DI, I learned more about how to actually implement the program through the roadmap that you just mentioned. And um, I think that that's one piece of advice I would give new team managers is DI is not meant to be the, the type of program that you have to do it just like this. Because that stresses everyone out. It stresses the team manager. It stresses the kids. Yeah. It's it's all about look at the look at the, the roadmap as this really cool activity book. Oh, let's see, oh this activity looks fun. Let's do this with the kids. Try this yeah. activity. This looks fun. And every activity, no matter what happens, it's going to teach the kids something. They're going to learn just from the experience of doing it. So I think that's that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice.
1: So what you're saying about the roadmap is, is not to get too caught up because it's quite a big document, isn't it, when you first, when you first see the thing?
0: Absolutely. And it's filled with, uh, obviously the creative process, which is amazing to take the kids through. Um, but it's, again, not something that should stress you out. It's the idea is taking activities from each part of the roadmap so that you're getting activities that develop each part of the creative process and uh, doing that making sure the kids really understand that learning is supposed to be fun uh, so if the team manager is having fun the kids are having fun uh, and vice versa if the team manager is stressed the kids are going to be stressed and um, the since the message is supposed to be let's have fun and let's figure out how to be innovative and creative yeah um, that should be the focus as well for for the team manager so yeah Take it, take
1: it easy. <laughs> and, on a, and on a very practical level, what does that look like? If you've got a new team manager there, um, what kind of activities uh, would you recommend um, for, for, to, to address that creativity or, or to make sure that you're capturing it?
0: The best way is to think of each DI session that you're with in threefold. You know, uh, however long you have with your team, divide it into three uh, smaller sections. Yeah. The first section, you should be doing some sort of a team building exercise, which can be, you know, you can find team building exercises everywhere, but they also have them in the roadmap that you can pull one out. But it's all about like having the kids work together. Like uh, one of the activities is having the kids do a multiple intelligence inventory and then share with the rest of their team what were their strengths and what do they love to do. You know, something that simple just yeah. gets the kids understanding who they are. They are. Who, who, am I working with? <laughs> and, um, then the second section of working with the kids should be the instant challenge. And, you know, that makes people nervous sometimes. What's the instant challenge? I don't understand. The instant challenge in the end is literally just put some materials on a table. Any materials that you have anywhere that's near their safe materials, you know, paper clips, pipe cleaners, uh, an unsharpened pencil, a piece of paper, a newspaper, mm. anything, put it on the front of the table and say, okay, guys, you have five minutes to build whatever, whatever you want. Build a tower that you can put this ball on top of. Okay. Uh, there are instant challenges in the roadmap that can be used. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be the way. An instant challenge is just to get the kids to understand how do I think under pressure? How do I use materials in a new fun way? So that should be the focus instead of I have to do these instant challenges and teach them how to do those. No, those instant challenges aren't going to show up at the tournament. They're just tools to help learn the skills that are behind them. So you can make them up just as easily and, and just have fun with it. And the third section, uh, every time you work with students, is the main challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's what DI is all about, right? DI is about these seven challenges that we offer each year and the idea of each challenge is that they're supposed to bring all of the background knowledge that these kids have into one solution. So they get to take all of the experience they've had and talk about it and share it and think about materials that they can use to build the idea they're coming up with. And this is, this is it. This is them being independent thinkers. It's them bringing their creativity to life. And, uh, and that's, that's it. That's, it, it, I know. It, I, you can make it sound so, so fun and you can also take the eye and you can make it very, very serious. Mm. Um, but as a new team manager, keep it fun, keep it light and just enjoy the process and, and take lots of photos. This is a good thing. Take a lot of photos of your team because it's amazing for the team to be able to look back at that and see all the things that they've done and learned.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a lovely idea. That's great. Thank you for that. Well, Renee, thank you so much for speaking to us today. really enjoyed talking to you. I wish you good luck with the um, Invitational Tournament, which we're just going to say the date again is?
0: February 25th through 28th.
1: So, Renee, thank you so much for that. I really enjoyed hearing about your plans for the tournament, uh, the Invitational Tournament in Qatar. Very best of luck with that. Thanks for your hints and tips for team managers. I think they were lovely. And hopefully you'll come back and speak to us another time.
0: I would absolutely love to. Thank you so much for having me, Jan. It's been always always
1: fun to talk about DI. (laughs) You're most welcome. Okay, Renee, best of luck and we'll speak to you again. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to the Destination Imagination UK podcast. Interested in finding out more about starting a team? You can find everything you need to know on our website, diuk.org. You can follow Destination Imagination UK on Facebook and Twitter too. Thanks for listening and see you next time.